I've pressed record, so now we are doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. Oh, it's so exciting. Hi, I'm Susie. Every time I set, every time I set the level with you, it's it's it seems fine, and then I push record, and, you're, and you go up like twenty decibels. I can't help it. I don't know what it is. There's like a showmany thing about me. Showmany thing. Showmany. Yes. I showmany. I showmany. I show my elbow. <laughs> I show all the parts show of me. Show me arts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show with me, PJ. Me, Ron. And not Scott. Keep on Sunnyside, always on Sunnyside. Keep on Sunnyside alive. It will help us every day. It'll guide us on the way. If we keep on Sunnyside alive. What do you mean? I'm here. <laughs> No, was Scott's that a, not here. What was that? As, well, I was trying to do Scott's sort of a... On the, on the plus uh, side, no one can complain about that being racist. That's something. <laughs> that makes a change. <laughs> no, Scott, but there Unless is a theme change. Scott's not Jewish, is he? I think you're going to have to cut that. I don't know. It feels like even asking that is slightly suspect. Okay. We'll get him to wear a yellow style next time. Let's cut all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Scott Scott sent us a message about I'd say ten minutes before we were gonna record to say that his child was basically exploding from both ends. Oh yeah, I've had that. I mean not me. I mean well, I you have. have the kids. Me, me and my kids, yeah. Fam- famously well the, the norovirus oh, visits your house once a year. Oh god, yeah, the days we had the I, there are definitely days I was ready to paint big red X's across my front door and just <laughs> stay away, plague in this house. But no, thank God. Oh, kids are back to school today. Kids are back to school today. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Properly. They were back last week for one, like half an hour or something, but they're back now. It's fucking brilliant. It doesn't affect me. I mean, it's kind <laughs> of a... <laughs> well, it it, well, it used to when I used to drive into work at that time in the morning, but mm. now I don't leave the house until about half nine. You don't do... Nothing. So, so I mean, I just, I just, I leave the house, and all the kids are already. No you've not got a pay rise. <laughs> <laughs> that level of commitment. Um, it's, it's just the way we kind of structured our day. No, it's fancy. Start work at ten, and everyone hates you, yeah. but you know you have a much happier life. Yeah. All right. Then what time you knock off at? Six. Oh, that's a bit later. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, we don't really have an agenda, do we? I do want to talk about a few things. Right? Okay. Okay. Because right, so you had your birthday party. We talked about we talked about your birthday. Three. Th- so this will be our third time talking about yeah, your birthday. My, my birthday seems to come up an awful lot. But yeah, no, but that's just the nature of how the show gets recorded and stuff. But you had your birthday party, and we I, went I had out. My birthday party. We went out for a birthday party, and you were there, and, and I was there, there, and there was a whole loads there. of pe- bunch of people there, more people than uh, you know, like the Venn diagram of the people there and the people who normally do our show normally would include Scott, but he's not here, so yeah, fuck him. Um, and we were having that, so I was sat beside a nice girl called Laura. Um, who made me feel very old, which was lovely. And uh, uh, Pedro, Weird, who I Laura's met. 45. What? No, she's not. <laughs> uh, Pedro, who was... Pedro, is it Pedro? Or Pablo? Pablo, Pablo Jesus. Who's racist now? <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he, uh, he was on his fourth date with a girl, which was hilarious. <laughs> it was certainly entertaining. <laughs> um, uh, Susie was there, and uh, the ghost of Susie's here now. Ooh. 
<laughs> is she in the room? Is, is, she, she, the room? is she not? Who knows? Who can tell? Um, and, oh, various other people I never got to really properly meet, really. Yeah. But they all seem nice. But you put Laura between me and Scott because she didn't know anyone? Well, no, the, the, the truth was I put Laura opposite me because she didn't know anyone. Oh, then you shunted everyone down. And then... No, I, I, well, I, the shunting was to accommodate Pablo's date, <laughs> um, who showed up forty-five minutes late. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So and I finally thing. met Tim. You finally met Tim. Yeah, he was nice. And uh, yeah, they I mean, were all I, nice. I was just amazed there were that many people. Are that many nice people that I know. That, well, that many people. There's a lot of Venn diagrams. All right, there's one <laughs> Venn diagram with me and lots of different circles of friends. Yeah, uh, you see, that's the thing, right? I, I, I hate that. Not not in you, but in me. I hate. I have Venn diagrams of friends, and I want. I want not just the circle of friends. I want a separate circle that encircles the circle of friends. It's like a no go restricted zone. <laughs> Keep them that out. Stop, that stops the other Venn diagram of friends getting anywhere near them. Well, there's because no, it there's no friends that I'm ashamed of. No, no, it's not that. I mean, I think I'm ashamed of me when I'm in different. <laughs> uh, I think I'm different in these different circles, and then I don't quite know how how to react when they crash against each other. I don't know the most appropriate way to, to interact. It's very difficult for me to do that. I don't know why. I'm, I'm awkward in every circle. <laughs> I'm just me in every circle. Okay. Well, yeah, well, that's good. That's a constant. Yeah. Well, we talked about that. We talked about a couple of shows ago about um, the whole thing about I feel like I'm a, a dickhead so half the time and and the we, we never oh got to the bottom of that one did we no, <laughs> no I, don't, I think it was fairly so yeah well, thankfully we got the show short before we reached the conclusion <laughs> but um but i i talked about how i can only go either full on or like i don't know how to talk to someone yeah i don't know and so i was sat beside laura uh, and and did a show essentially? <laughs> well, God love her. Yeah, she, she got both barrels. <laughs> she really did. And uh, and and it's, when you I, suddenly being conscious of yourself doing that, and you're like going, God, I am unbearable. Why, why would anyone? Well, I mean, if, if it's any if it's any consolation, she messaged me to say Scott was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why, though? Do you know why that fucker was nice? Because we were talking about uh, qualifications and degrees. And uh, Scott, <laughs> I, I, I'm Scott. Here's a funny thing I'm going to say now. <laughs> I, I don't want to study hard for a degree. I want to get an honorary one and just have them give it to me. And I was like, I... I that sounds. I, I I wanted this. That's a thing I might say. Yeah, that's, that's your line. That's exactly my fucking line. It was like it was only later on, then the next day or something. I was listening to the previous week's show and I heard me say exactly those fucking words. Do you think that's been nagging at Scott for the last week? Do no, I don't think he cares. Do you think it's been sort of gnawing at his soul? It's been gnawing at mine. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he has a soul. Fuck him. He deserves that illness. <laughs> <laughs> that, that neurovirus. I, I mean, not the baby. Obviously, the baby's no. an innocent. Ralphie's, Ralphie's innocent. Ralphie's innocent. The whole thing, but he deserves it. it fucker. Um, I, I just I find myself really weirdly kind of confused. There, there's a great um, Alan Moore wrote uh, Wildcats for a while. I'm sure you remember. Yes. Uh, and there's a, a brilliant sequence in it where there's a character called Tao or Die uh, or Tao, whichever Tao, uh, whichever way you want to pronounce that, and his. He doesn't really particularly have a superpower, but he's super smart. And there's one bin in it where he is 
there's somebody he's, he's trying to escape or someone's trying to I can't remember it's been years he's, since he's I in, read he's it. in a cave and uh, they're trying to they're trying to find the way out of the cave I think and then one somebody starts talking to him and he starts he starts over talking uh, yeah. yeah the guy starts talking and then Ty starts kind of taking the stuff that guy's saying and repeating it back to him and it fucks that guy's head up completely yeah. and he doesn't know what's going on and that's how I felt I was <laughs> like what I I don't know what's happening this these are things I said. <laughs> What's hi? What's going on? I was really confused. It was very, very strange for me. Oh, poor Scott. Uh, poor Scott. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself. If he has to resort to your material, then <laughs> that's the thing. He'd sit there snidely looking at me, going, "That's not that funny." Um, and then, and then after, yeah, it was a really nice meal. I, I, Scott and I. I mean, the handy thing is neither of us can eat almost anything, so we were both going. Can we eat this? Is this a thing we can eat? No, no. Let's get let's get the most boring thing in the menu, please. Thanks very much. Oh, uh, did you not enjoy your, fa- your food? Uh, it was it was nice. It was a bit salty. They they the the you couldn't eat any of the, I couldn't eat any of the tikka stuff. Neither could Scott because it has gluten on it for some reason. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Right. Most Indians don't. Most Indian food doesn't. Most Indian restaurants don't put wheat or whatever it is that they they're putting on the the spread for the the tikka but apparently they do so we were just plain chicken but it was nice it was nice it was not no it was expensive it was fucking expensive it certainly turned scott, out that way me and scott are sitting there going what can we we can't have any there's no point risking any starters no point risking any dessert we'll take the least risky thing let's just get this and we both talked previously about I'd I'd gone looking for a machine all the way down the Elizabeth Road and there wasn't one. There's not a fucking yeah. machine anywhere on that Elizabeth Road. And uh, I came back and I was like, "Well, have I got any cash? I don't want to. I don't want to make this really awkward." And I, I scrambled up about fifteen quid's worth of cash, and uh, and so we're in the restaurant and I just got saunters in. He goes, uh, "He says, did you get any cash?" He went, "No, I'm just going to use my card. Or I'm just going to nip out and get some cash." I went, "No, you're fucking not." <laughs> Every single person that sat down is going, "Yeah, I'm just going to nip out and get some cash." Out. No, you're not. You're not. There isn't anywhere. And um, so I'm going, I'm just going to get whatever's cheapest on this menu. I've only 15 quid. I'll just keep it nice and cheap, whatever I can get here. I can't hardly, can't eat that, can't eat that, can't eat that. I'll have one Diet Coke. 30 fucking quid <laughs> for my one pathetic bit of food yeah. and a drink of Diet Coke. I'm going, what the fuck? Do you know, and here's the thing. I had only just had a conversation with, uh, I think I had a conversation with Laura about how when when you go out on your own, it's so much cheaper to eat when it's just me. But And I'm always surprised at how cheap something is because I normally there's four of us and every time we buy food, it's for four. You go to Kentucky and it's four people. Well, it's three because I can't eat fuck all in Kentucky. But you go to McDonald's and it's four meals and my youngest has graduated from kids' meals up into... Uh, a kid's meal plus something else. Daddy, I'm still starving. <laughs> uh, and so, like, even the cheapest of those things are still 30 to 40 quid whenever you... Well, McDonald's is 25, 30 quid sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and so I thought, well, do you know, it's a bit pleasantly, surprisingly cheap meal. Oh, God. It's 31 fucking quid. I'm sitting there going, Scott, what happened? He's going, I don't know what's going on. I hate it when they do that. <laughs> I hate it when they do that too. Yeah, because you uh, somebody just decided to add up the bill and divide it, which was uh, I. I'm not complaining because I don't want to. Didn't want to ruin your birthday or anything. Well, but look, it, it I, was, uh, I I feel there was a deep injustice done there on me and Scott. I went to the bathroom and came back, and everyone had kind of decided that's what was happening. Yeah, and I thought that had been done by consensus. Now. Oh, there's a lot of things weren't done by consensus that night. Oh, good lord! <laughs> no, what, no. what happened? You went home? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's all. But no, it's it's. Have, uh, other, have other people it, said to you? No, it bothers. Will this me. open it, the floodgates? It, to it, bo- <laughs> it bothers me too because you know, as you know, I I was oh, a drinker of diet coke. I don't drink. Yeah. So um, and you see it, people guzzling beer. Yeah, we see people. 
taking beer or wine, and those things are always way more expensive on the menu than, than getting a Coke, although Coke's getting quite expensive too. Um, and then whenever they say, right, let's split it four ways, and you're like, hang on a second, hang, hang on one fucking Whoa, second. Oh, slow down our tiger. <laughs> Why am I paying for your food? And everyone goes, oh, sure, we all had roughly the same. No, no, no we didn't fucking no, did not. No, no, no. There was a deep injustice hit. I, oh, anyway. And I know that I had, the other night, I had a starter, I had a main, and I had, I had someone else's Listen, side. I, side. I, I, I would have, have no objection if somebody said, it's your birthday. Include the cost in there. You don't pay for it. We'll we'll yeah. split it. I would have gone, yeah, do you know what? It's expensive, but it's not going to add much more. Th- to 31 quid, one meal wouldn't have added much more. Well, there were 16 of us out, so yeah. essentially it was 15 people paying. Yeah. And so my meal probably added a quid on to, or yeah, two yeah, quid yeah. on to everyone else's meal. But I still don't see how it worked out 31 quid each. Yeah, it seemed very expensive. And I don't know if there was someone on the table ordered like a bottle of whiskey <laughs> or something. <laughs> but it, it, I, I, you know, I, I couldn't get involved in it really at that yeah, point yeah. because it would have seemed ungracious and ungrateful. Oh, so you did get a free meal then? They oh, did I got a free meal. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. I didn't even know that, you see. I didn't, no one told me. I mean, it all seemed to be happening down at the other end, probably where the accountants were sniffing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> some of my friends are easygoing. Some of my friends are drug. I mean, no, uh, no, uh, I mean uh, that's uh, obviously fine, a joke. Uh, yeah, if I any of them are listening to this, I, I'm, I'm breaking it. Cause I, 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 I guess there's it. probably an imbalance whenever there's sort of wildly disparate incomes you know, across yeah, the table. It, you know. it is like friends. It's like yeah. <laughs> sort of friends where, where uh, they're all going out and and some of them are unemployed and stuff. It's like, well, we can't keep we can't keep doing this. This, yeah. is, this is crazy. It is it is funny because th- thirty one seemed expensive. Like uh, it, it, I was surprised uh, if they said like twenty five or something like that. I thought, well, that would that might have been hmm. okay. But thirty one, I was kind of a bit thrown. Yeah, it was a funny number. But anyway, that's that's. Uh, I mean, I I don't want to. I had a lovely time out. It was very nice. I didn't mind. It got very confusing to pay the bill because I had to give Susie my change. No, I think you gave me you gave me what cash you had, and then you PayPal'd me the rest. Yeah, <laughs> and which I, is I not happen, ideal. I happen to have about eighty quid on me uh-huh. for some reason. I don't usually have money on me, uh-huh. so then I kind of handed over the money for you and Scott while you PayPal'd me money. It's oh, so, a mess. So it still felt like I was paying for something, I even though I wasn't. Yeah, but um, people's fortieth birthday parties shouldn't involve me. They, I, I it's just, it's just, it's just a thing that seems to go wrong. Well, my attitude is now that I'm forty, I shouldn't get invited to any. That's the end. Yeah, of that's it. the end of you. That's I the mean, there's there's a couple coming up that I probably will be invited to, and then once that's that, I'm done. Oh, I'm glad I've no friends. Just, <laughs> just to be the only one who has a fortieth. That's great. Just me. <laughs> that's the only one I've got to worry about. No, be 50 I mean, soon. fifty is going to be the one that rules around for you. Then fifty is a big one. Actually, weirdly, so we were chatting about Glenn Medeiros earlier because I w- I wanted to talk about this anecdote as it happened. I think we and I was talking about going somewhere and and because fifty is a big one. I think she'd said about going to Hawaii and it was like for your fiftieth for my fiftieth. Right. Hang on a second. Yeah, well, the, here's the here's the thing. I mean, like that's not going to happen because I can't afford it, right? No matter what, I'm going to New York in a couple of weeks. I'm kind of bricking it in in October. I'm sort of bricking that about whether I can afford it. But anyway, um, so we got chatting about Hawaii, and I kind of went, "Yeah, I would mind Hawaii because I liked all the Elvis films." That's the age I am. I liked all the Elvis films set in Hawaii, and I thought that's what Hawaii is to me. And Annette went, "Why do I like Hawaii?" And then she went. Oh, yeah, Glenn Medeiros. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Hawaii because of Glenn Medeiros. And I said, what's Glenn Medeiros doing now? Right? And Annette Googled him. Glenn Medeiros apparently is the headmaster of a school in Hawaii now. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. No, he's he seems he's a professor and a, a, a professor lecturer. of what? Love? I, do, I don't I don't know. I don't know what he's a professor. I, uh, to be honest, it, to be honest, when Annette told me the name of his kids, I kind of I was like I what what uh, his kids are. So imagine you've had right, you've had a short-lived pop career and One now. Hit. Yeah, one hit, and now uh, in your in the in the peak of your youth, you know, eighteen or seventeen or eighteen, wh- I mean, to go from apparently what happened was he was singing, he sang in a radio contest in Hawaii, and then before you knew it, he's worldwide, like literally, okay. uh, you know, Annette knows about him in in England when she's fourteen or something. So that's how far that travelled from yeah. one little song. So that sudden spurt of fame. And then you go back to your, you know, you, someone goes, yeah, that you're done now. That's you. You are done. Well, you, if you've no more bullets in the chamber, I mean, like, he, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he wrote the song. I think no, he didn't. I, he didn't. That's the thing. I he did a cover just, version. He just sang it. And, yeah. uh, you know, my I have one image of Glamadiris and it's him in, a, in an open in an open chested Not shirt. Just an at that fancy him then. Sort of crouching on, a, on the edge of a beach because I think that's what was on the front cover of the single. Doing the shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah Glamadiris was doing the shit on the cover of the single. <laughs> that's why that's why the career didn't take off. The record company advised him against it. They were saying like, Glenn, this isn't going to fly. <laughs> it's what I do in Hawaii, man. <laughs> it's the Hawaiian way. Mahalo. <laughs> Mahalo, it means shit in the beach. It means hello and goodbye and shit in the beach. <laughs> it gets confusing sometimes. <laughs> oh, it's really going to cast one on a new light for me, that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so you have that massive career. You shit in the beach one time. <laughs> one time you shit in the beach, and suddenly you're Glenn shit on the beach, Madeiros. <laughs> <laughs> and then you come, you come back, and you're, you're you're still young enough to go to university. You go to university, you get a degree, you get a job, you become a teacher, you become a professor, you become a headmaster. That's that seems to be the progression. So what age is Glenn Madeiros now? He's got to be kicking on fifty now. I don't think he would be. I think he may well even be 45, be 46, 45. 47. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Annette goes, his his kids, she says, are called Chord and Lyric. Oh, God. Yeah, Chord as in musical that's Chord. That's a bit desperate. And I said, that's a bit like me calling my kids pencil and paper. <laughs> it's kind of clinging on to that last vestige of, what, what have you got left of your musical career? Chord and lyric. That's there like Ben Johnson from the, you know, the the, the Canadian runner who was uh, expelled from the Olympics, like naming his kids urine sample and asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, that's my that's my Glamadiros bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way you frame these things. Like that's a bit. I've done a bit. I've done a bit. Next next bit. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to New York in. In October, uh, I am sharing a uh, hotel with uh, Rob Williams. Okay. And we're going over. And Rob has very specifically told me not to tell uh, Garth Ennis where we're staying. Yes. Because he has a notorious reputation for taking people out and getting them hammered. Rob doesn't want to go on the lash. Yeah. No, no, it's not so much he doesn't want to go on the lash. It's more that he wants to be able to go on the lash 
and then stop going on the lash and function, go to bed. Function after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, function after that. So that's that's our, our big worry. I'm kind of thinking, God, have I got enough money to go out here? It's not that far away. I had to book travel insurance. I did that today. I was like going. I I went. I'm going to Ireland and 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 now now I have to do travel insurance, but also I have to tell them that I've got like things wrong with me. I've got preconditions. Okay. But but I don't know what the preconditions are because I don't know. No one's told me yet. <laughs> so I'm like going, I think I might have this. I might have that. I might not. I don't know. Are uh, these things that are likely to affect you? If they're likely, they affect the price, I think. They affect the, the conditions. I don't even know if I'm insured. Okay. Cause, because if something happens to you and it's to do with a precondition, may not get insurance. But anyway, I, I, I was like going, uh, like, I'm going to Dublin and then to New York. Yeah. So I put on the travel insurance. I'm going to Dublin and then New York. And then I, I I went through the whole process. It was like eighteen pounds. It was on compare the market, and the um, I was like, "Oh, this is really cheap. This is pretty cheap." And then I, I read a thing, and it said, "This is from travel from the UK." And I went, "Well, I'm not going from going from Dublin. I don't know." So I went back and then deleted Ireland off it just in case. Went through it all again, and it suddenly shot up to thirty eight quid. I think it thought I was just going to Ireland, so tra- <laughs> so insurance to go to Ireland was eighteen. So you needed a lot more insurance for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was thinking, why why would I even need any insurance to go to Ireland? That's Just crazy. Because you're having a baby there. Yeah, something like that. So, um, yes. So, uh, what have you been up to? Oh, you you had your play. How did it go? I did. I had my uh, three three performances of Little Shop of Horrors. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I am sorry. At this point, though, you should be aware I let people down. I don't know why why you'd expect otherwise. Oh, I, I wouldn't have noticed either way. <laughs> I, I I spent all my time. Uh, Sort of off stage with that with a microphone, mm-hmm. waiting for my lines, and then I just kind of like spit them out, and then I go back to chatting to. You Can know, we have kids. a bit? Uh, you want a bit? Yeah, give a bit. What sort of bit would you like? Like something dramatic and loud. Uh, dramatic and loud. Yeah. Um. So you do a lot of feed me Seymour, don't you? you well, let's actually, have a feed me Seymour. The, well, there, yeah, there's a feed me Seymour at the start of one of the songs. That's the only time he says it. Feed really? me Seymour. Been all night long. Okay. But during the show, he says things like, uh, the, the, I mean, my favorite thing to say is, no shit, Sherlock! <laughs> Which goes over a bomb because, like, there's all these 12 year olds, pearl clutching mothers in the audience <laughs> that are just, like, horrendously shocked <laughs> that, that, they're, that they're youngsters in a show with a, a four letter word in it. So, <laughs> a 40 year old four letter word. I, 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 di- I did watch the video of the last time this show was produced by this company in 2009. And you were better. And um, Well, I was better. But um, the uh, the guy doing the plant definitely didn't enunciate that phrase as, mu- as much as I did. Oh, right. He was probably told that, you know, to play it down. Just play it down. I made sure that I said it as no loudly as I. Sherlock! <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no, sure, sure. Like, it, was, it was underneath music and everything. Yeah. I just kind of screamed it out, belled yeah. it out. But now I'm working on a, an edit of that video for my mother, which has had to cut that line cut out. Oh, are you going to include a bit with Keely Hawes masturbating? Oh, God. <laughs> Don't remind me. What happened? What happened, Ron? Because by the time people listen to this, your moment of glory in the sun will have faded. Well, this, this, this was going to be my pick of the week, and now... Um, it can still be your pick of the week. Well, like, yeah, okay. Well, it's, it's, I'll, re- I'll recommend it as a bit of excellent TV on at the minute. So okay. uh, there's a new TV show on the BBC on Sunday nights at 9 o'clock from a writer called Jed Mercurio, who mm-hmm. is responsible for this other show called Line of Duty, yeah. which has got particular significance in, in Belfast because it's shot here. Yeah. Um, although it's set in a... Non- Shamefully, no- all the serial numbers scrubbed off so you wouldn't <laughs> know it's in Belfast. But it's it's a non-specific you know, English city. Yeah. 
But it's uh, rather than give us a fifth season of Line of Duty, which is what we really want, he's given us this new series about a uh, fictional home secretary played by Keely Hawes. Mm-hmm. And her is this the first series of this? Because I feel like there was a series prior to this. No, this is the first series. Okay. And um, her personal protection police mm-hmm. officer played by what's Game his name of Thrones Kit Ro- Harrington Rob Rob Stark no not 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 Kit Harrington uh, um, somebody from Game of Thrones yeah the other one one of the ones from Game of Thrones his brother but not <laughs> yeah so um it's really really good i mean like it's the first sort of 20 minutes of the first episode were ultimately real high tension stuff and then there's a similarly uh exciting <coughs> moment in the second episode and then last night they screened the third episode so I was out for lunch yesterday for my, with my mother for for my birthday which never seems to end and uh, <laughs> I, I recommended to her and my brother and my sister-in-law We're all still celebrating you're still alive <laughs> So I, re- I recommended to her and my brother and sister-in-law you got to watch Bodyguards, really really good you got to watch it all together in the same room too <laughs> <laughs> But there's a plot strand in this show in that her and the bodyguard start to have a sexual relationship Get it on. and uh rather than rather than just you know give a give a come hither look last night we, <laughs> we're, we're sort of treated to this full body shot full height shot of keely hawes um just sticking her hands in her knickers and, and having a rummage around like she's lost a contact lens or something <laughs> and giving the come hither look I, I thought the look would have been enough okay. but no apparently in this day and age we've got to have we've got to have the full-on rummage um <laughs> So yeah, funny frenzy. So yeah, I, I I tweeted about this and my my discomfort in it, and it, it seems to have struck a chord because it's had about seven hundred likes and a yeah. You could have said it hit a nerve. It's <laughs> 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 better than going viral, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but yeah, bodyguard, check it out. It's really really good. Check it out. I actually think, if, if I'm gonna be completely honest, I think the sex adds nothing to the narrative. Hmm. Um, I think it's only in there to kind of tick a box. Yeah, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's there to add a bit of a uh, you know titillation and uh, whatever. You know, it's it's not it's not essential to the plot. It's kind of a bit annoying that it's there at all. To be honest, yeah. because it feels like it pads out a very a very tense and clever narrative that has a lot a lot to say about modern on. Britain, and then and then it sort of interspersed with these like like literally these like, completely random shagging shots of like. You know him frantically humping her, and okay. then and then we cut to the next scene of the you know them sort of leaving the hotel in the morning. And if they hadn't had sex, I don't know that the narrative would be that different, or if they hadn't shown it, yeah, at the least. So, but yeah, it's uh, stellar it's stuff. To show the characters are passionate. They're well, human. They're passionate. They you know, have you, desires and wants. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess. Ron, you, I have desires and wants. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm Ron. <laughs> I have desires and wants. Ron. Good God! I mean. <laughs> Ron, I'm giving you my come hither look. Oh, listener, he's, he's got his I hands in his pants. <laughs> Ron, I'm picking my box. Susie is actually in the room and she's uh, shaking her head. She's nearly in tears like, <laughs> that she does not ship this. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, listener. Sorry, sorry, mum. So, so it was good. I, it's really good, yeah. Okay. Um, it's 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 one of those occasions where you can actually see where the, the license fee is going. Down Gilio's knickers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to fish oh, no. it back out oh, again. Oh, no. oh, yes, <laughs> Gilly's trying to retrieve my twelve point fifty per month. <laughs> oh, 
This is why shows like that shouldn't have rude bits because idiots like us will just laugh at them. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I, but I don't know anyone who's. I mean, I was kind of checking out the the bodyguard hashtag last night in the in the official Twitter app, which I've sadly now moved to the, the home screen. I've, mm-hmm. I've had the relegate tweet bot now that Twitter have taken the legs out from underneath it. Yeah. So I I I don't know if that's uh I've I've deleted my Twitter app today for the day just for the day for the day and it's not it's not about it's like uh, if I delete it for the day uh, I've deleted it in anger before where I've argued with people and come away going Foxy and just frustrated but it's not that 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 makes me think I should delete this it's that I'm angry with people around me that even though they haven't done anything I'm just a little myth. And so I've kind of gone, you know, I'll just delete the Twitter app. So today I thought I'll delete the Twitter app without getting angry before I preempt it and just go, do you know what? Today I'm deleting the Twitter app. So I delete it off my phone. And what that means is if I want to use Twitter, it's a little extra hurdle to go through. Yeah. It's a little, just a little You've bit of friction. You've got to go and log in. And yeah, um, yeah. And so you find you're on it less and you're less prone to, to sit and maybe going re-refresh, refresh, refresh and... and I mean, I I'm very guilty of going. Let's Google Trump and seeing what's happening. See what he see what he said now. Uh, I I mean, I'm conscious as well that uh, I have the luxury of not having to worry about what Trump's just done. But and there's a lot of people that don't have that luxury. But at the same time, it's not doing me any good to find out every ten minutes. What yeah. are you checking there on your phone? You well, checking? I just keep on checking. I get notifications. So yeah, that tweet's had 810 likes now. Oh, shut up, you. But uh, yeah. There's also now a popular tweet that I've got sent. I kind of wish that the most popular tweet I've made in ages did another word fingering in it. <laughs> that seems to have captured the imagination too. Okay. So, no, I'm, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, well, you know, we go viral sometimes. So you've been getting Is at this point of the show where Scott would say something to annoy me and get me fired up again? <laughs> so what's been annoying you on Twitter? Comics get? Oh, right. Uh, do it. Yeah, so we mentioned this a while ago and, and I kind of went, this thing's happening. And Scott went, what is this thing? Because he's no idea, and I went, oh, it's yeah, a bit... Yeah, I think the level of awareness kind of went from you, kind of in the maelstrom of it, me kind of going, I know about it, but I've kind of been trying to avoid it, and Scott was just like, hmm? Yeah, I think it's one of those things, it's like, um, going back to Venn diagrams, there, the Venn diagram of me and everyone I know didn't really include Comicsgate, and then suddenly Comicsgate is like a, like a big bacteria phage coming in and eating up everything around it, and it's, and it's like... Um, Suddenly, you find yourself having to to draw a position and and trying to make sense of this this unaffiliate uh, this cl- unstructured mass of people clunk- clumping together and going, "We are comics, good, and here's what we believe." And it starts with them. Well, uh, well, what it starts with is a misunderstanding of the of the git suffix. <laughs> I mean, git will you know, obviously derive from water git. It's meant to. It's meant to allude to a conspiracy of some sort. Well, here's the thing. The the, the, the name comic came from someone who didn't like the people that he saw as comics get. No, it came, it came from them saying Gamergate and going, well, <coughs> you stick get at the end of something and then you're... Yeah, but but I'm saying that they, they didn't go, we are comics get. What happened was somebody went... Your 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 gamers get your f- but for comics so your comics get yeah it was the was the genesis I don't think they of that understand that water kit started this at all I think they just think you stick get at the end of something you don't like well that may well be true um, God help if they see cow and get it's it's interesting though because it, it's sort of the, the, you see people kind of bunching suddenly bunching together and feeling they have to draw together I noticed this years and years ago where people in in the comics industry 
that don't get the success they feel they deserve or don't get the breaks they feel they deserve think that for some reason somebody else got them because it's who they know. Yeah. You know, and, and and what's going on is that person over there has obviously been somehow someone higher up has decided this person's gonna get the work and I'm not. And I they're on a white list for some reason and I'm on a black list and uh it's because they're black and I'm white, which is weird. I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't know why the inversion of the colours there, but that seems to be the, the gist of it. Um and it and it seems to I think there there's definitely a when you're a comics creator <coughs> And you see other people getting breaks that you're not. There's definitely a little bit of bitterness inside you where you go, "That's I could have been doing that." I mean, I feel that. I understand that. That's something I I deeply understand. Uh, but I I have known friends of mine and and uh, people in the industry who you see come in and sweep out again. They come in and and go, and they come in like I'm going to be the next great big thing, and then they can't get the break. And and it part of it's down to attitude. Part of it's down to you know the quality of the work necessarily isn't necessarily as good as it should be, and I and I've seen that happen with lots and lots of people over the years, and I think what's happening now is with Twitter and the internet, those people are able to band together, and go we could be an alternative to comedy, you know we could be an alternative to this massive conspiracy which we've only just decided exists, and 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 they are like flat earthers, they are kind of they're you know you try you can't talk any sort of sense into. What they're trying to do. There's, yeah. a, I mean, the, the current. Um, I saw earlier on today actually um, Neil Gaiman talking about uh, having ju- just sort of discovered the whole comics get thing um, because uh, there was so there's there's a couple of main people that would call themselves sort of I don't want to say leaders of that that group but but they find themselves in a position where they're able to monetize the anger of a lot of these people and and go hey look you guys we're all we're all in this together also come and buy my stuff you know that that seems to be the you know they're they're barkers as much get as you make comics great again half yeah year. yeah exactly that and um so w- one person um robbie rodriguez apparently sent uh ethan van scriver a photo of his robbie's arse uh, a really unpleasant thing to do i don't know what was going through his mind i don't know why he thought this was a sensible thing um you know any publisher that works with robbie rodriguez as much as you might like the guy you you got to question the the sense of doing that you know uh and and so that becomes then i think robbie deleted that tweet then the next thing right (laughs) as if it wasn't saved a thousand times oh yeah yeah Yeah. well but this year's the interesting thing i don't know i saw somebody else posted this thing all i've seen is the reaction to this okay right so i've seen the reaction to this and i've seen it go from i can't believe this specific person sent me this photo to i can't believe that's the sort of behavior that all sjw's do whenever you know we're not looking you know, it, it became. It suddenly it became the 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 brush to tar everyone with, or you know, it became. That's a horrible expression for a horrible image, but um, it became the kind of the way to paint everyone as as the same. Yeah. Um, and then Neil Gaiman somehow got roped into this, and Neil Gaiman's going, "What what's happening?" Because <laughs> essentially there became a sort of let's blacklist DC because. Robbie Rodriguez works for DC, and well, okay. he was working for Marvel, I think, at the time. But uh, and let's and somehow this got to Neil Gaiman, and a kind of, what do you think of this? Do you think it's okay for people to send people photos of their arse? You must do because you haven't come out and said no. <laughs> and he's going, what the fuck? What? What's happened? Comic kid, Neil, pick a side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's going, I, I don't know what anyone's talking about. What's happening here? I don't, I don't understand it. And the um. And then that sort of devolved, that kind of became people explaining, well, look, 
all we're really after is for people to give, get given a fair shake and get the opportunities denied to them by other people who are just sauntering in and getting work. And you're going, well, I don't think that's how it works. I mean, I don't. And then Neil Gaiman's going, well, you know, I sort of just sauntered in from journalism, got given a massive gig. So yeah. uh, you know, Black Orchid was the first commissioned work he did for DC, yeah. which took two years to create. Uh, you know, he got commissioned to do that. He wrote it and it was painted and then it came out two years later. But yeah. by that stage, he'd done some other stuff. And so people were then going, yeah, you say that, but you've also had all this other work published before Black Orchid came out. And I went, no, so that's... Like articles in Parade? Well, it's, well, it's like, yeah, yeah. he's like, well, no, no, it's because the timing, this is how it works. It took two years. And people are going, why are you lying about your, <laughs> your output? <laughs> going, what are you talking about? What so are you they're talking saying about? Sandman and all this stuff yeah, came out it's, first. It's, then, it's yeah. become a kind of... Um, they they've they've hooked their mast to their 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 flag to it so firmly that anything anything at all that contradicts that worldview becomes proof of that worldview. Yeah. Anything. And so it's it's very hard to not look at it and go, This is just insanity. The whole thing is insane. And and you do I mean, the 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 gist of the comics gate started, I think, um, from people like um so there's a lot of trans women uh I've less trans men actually than than I I I, I mean may, maybe it's just in my timeline but there seems to be more trans women than trans men getting uh, in, uh, involved in in comics but um that's that's that, that's no way a kind of scientific method of looking at my timeline um but the the there's an awful lot of people going they're only hired because they were trans and you're going I don't think that's the way it works you know and 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 then, then there's a there's an author um um. She is, I can't remember, she, she's a black uh, writer, and she tweeted something like, let me write Riri Williams, who's the uh, sort of the young the black the kid who is, Iron Iron yeah, I, she's called Ironheart. Ironheart, uh, yeah. She? And she said, let me write Riri Williams, because, you know, I'm black, I'm from uh, where, wherever it is that she's from, and also we have the same hairstyle. Now, I thought that was a funny tweet. I mean, yeah. now, as it happened... I think because of the work that she does, she must have got on the radar of Marvel or uh, you know uh, Marvel at some stage, and they kind of actually give her the gig. But but it doesn't happen like that. These no. things don't happen like that. The the the, the thing with comics. But if that's all you see. Yeah, if that's all you see, that's all you're thinking is going to happen. And and so that became well. Look, she only got the job because she said she had the same hairstyle. So how does that work? You know, and and especially when you're dealing with people who have maybe tried a few times to get breaks and haven't succeeded yeah. and have. You know their dreams have been crushed because of whatever reason. Sometimes it's personality. Sometimes those people, it turns out, are fucking mad as you know door hinges. Well, yeah, door hinges I, I mean it's it's pretty obvious <laughs> to me if you're if you're that sort of unpleasant in you know in life, then you're probably that unpleasant to work with. Yeah, and you comics know? is a super small industry. It yeah. is not a big industry. It doesn't take long for people. To, but of course, this feeds into it. Then it then this becomes well. There's proof. There's a blacklist. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's all, all and and and, I, and yeah, I'm thinking. Well, well what, if there wasn't a blacklist before, there bloody well is. Yeah, now. I was say, there that. may well be, and and good, good, you know, it's like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, well, there's definitely like all people that have. I always say to people, you know, um, new creators, it's like whoever don't be horrible to anyone because it's such a small industry. You could end up, if you end up with any length of career, you could end up working with every single person in the comics industry. It's yeah. just, it's an inevitable thing. Or if I meet people who are just starting out as writers and they go, oh, I'd love to work with you. I said, look, given enough time, you and I probably will end up working together. That's, that's just the inevitability of it yeah. all. Um, so uh, if you are kind of someone that nobody wants to go near though, 
you've got to ask yourself, well, is that about your work? Or is that about you? You know, is, I mean, that, is that their main complaint then that that they feel like? Well, let me let me put let me say something now. I think the fact that we're talking about is that their main complaint instantly puts us in the anti-comics cr- cr- crowd. Which means we have effectively condoned the behaviour of someone sending a photo of his arsehole to someone. That that's the weird. Oh, that's was it the actual weird arsehole. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> I've never seen that done before. That's, that's, that's a trailblazer. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's I mean, I'm not opposed to that. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a you know. Well, here's the thing. Again, you you see, uh, so sent to Ethan Van Scriver within I'd half say, a dozen. I'd say Ethan. Ethan Ethan Van Scriver within a few tweets. That had become. Why does SJWs keeps trying to send us uh, pictures uh, of the Marshalls? No, no. Why do they keep trying to send us uh, homosexual porn? Oh, okay. Like, do, 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 yeah, like a friend of mine went, "I don't. What's he talking about?" And I went, "Well, I think I he think got turned leap, on by it. I think. Well, I think the leap he's making is it's someone's arsehole, therefore it's it's homosexual porn. I mean, that's not the leap I would make, but that's no. the leap I think he's making. And so that becomes the because also that's more sensationalist sounding. That's yeah. much more, and it's much harder, especially if you're Neil Gaiman and somebody says, do you condone SJW sending homosexual porn to people that they don't want? And you're like, well, what? And how do you even unravel? Where do you begin to take that spaghetti apart and, and yeah. think, where's, where does this start from? You know, it's mental. I don't I know. I mean, it's I'm fine mental. with that if it annoys people. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh... It, is, it is just crazy. But, and and then, it's just, it's just turned into a mess. Like, here's the... Someone, um, Tom King, I think it was, posted, you know, I'm against bigotry in comics. I'm against this. I'm against all these things that I, I would be, I would absolutely agree with. And then in the end said, you know, uh, and, th- and this is what comics criticism is all leading us to, um, or something. And within maybe half a day, that had become, that was being retweeted by Comicsgate. And with at the end of him, I, I believe all these same things. So it's exactly word for word everything he'd replied. And then at the end, I'm saying, I am Comicsgate. And it's like going, mm. so the repudiation of what you want has now become what you think you are. Yeah. It's, and it's so it's it doesn't make any, it's, it is at this point, it's like trying to fight a... Okay, but that's, that's the same tactics as the, the Trump right. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. The, the tactic is to kind of package up... Oh, the fact that many of these people are Trump supporters is yeah, not... I mean, the, is it's, not it's the cannot be an accident, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's, it's, it's to package up all of the complaints about the, about them and then try to turn that back on the... Oh, the other people, on the yeah. Villains, and, uh, and then also to try and claim that they are the victims and all of yeah, this. So. Yeah, It's very much a Presbyterian thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, I definitely feel the siege mentality has been... You know, I growing up in Northern Ireland, I see that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the same the world over. It's, you know, it's, it's this... It's just this feeling of people are pointing out that my attitudes are shitty, so I'm going to use my platform to tell them that they're shitty for not accepting my attitudes. Yeah, yeah. Which is really weird and twisted logic. But how tolerant are you if you can't accept my racism? Yes, you know? yes. That, yeah, it's that's that's not. So I do, I don't know. There there is there are arguments on. Uh, on the, I don't know. It's hard to even just go. There's good guys and bad guys in this. <laughs> so there on are both people, sides. On both sides. No, no, no. I think <laughs> there, there are people who are baffled by what the fuck's going on, and then there are people kind of clinging desperately onto the idea that they're in some sort of blacklisted club. Yeah. And and that you know they 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 will overthrow the comics industry by their the power of their their almighty dollar, um, and the comics should be something they they. 
that only uh, you know only they they are going to support, so therefore they're going to make money. But surely this is just a one sort of tiny blip in a in an ongoing narrative in nearly every entertainment industry at the minute, where there yeah. is a reaction against what they see as liberal encroachment of conservative values. And it's not even about conservative values. It's just we hate black people, we hate Chinese people, we hate anyone who isn't us, yeah. and we hate them getting to be in media more than uh, more than what we kind of perceive th- to be I think, ourselves. I think it. I think it boils down to we have all of this, and for you to have some of this, I have to give some of this away. Well, yeah. There's an assumption so that it's a zero sum game. Yeah, yeah. That for for people to get representation, you must lose representation. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, again, I'm fine with that as well, if if that's what it comes to. See, here's the thing. I don't think that's how it would work necessarily in entertainment. I think if you can broaden up and open up the people creating the work, what you do is broaden and open up the audience for that work. And and suddenly, instead of having, you know, I I don't know, five of exactly the same types of balding middle-aged white men writing comics which is, uh, and I know most of them, they're lovely guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you get some younger people, some people from the trans community, the lesbian, bisexual, queer, trans, LBQT. Is that a friend of mine calls them the gay BCs. The gay BCs. Um, and, and, you know, uh, people from different, um, uh, different, uh, basically different people, people other than the white yeah. middle class, you know, or middle-aged balding men, and, you know, you get books by them. And, like, you know, people were wide by um, Black Panther. People were wide by uh, Get Out. And Yes, and but, I, but I also saw people going out of their way to criticize those things precisely because of what they were. Yeah. And not, you know, I, I mean, if those movies had been equivalently made featuring white casts and white yeah. white narratives, they would have loved them. But because they were explicitly black stories, yeah. they found something to dislike about them. Yeah. Whether they were, you know, whether it's, like, it's not but that the thing, good. The thing is, I don't necessarily think you could have made white versions of those films. No, you couldn't have. But You know, so, um, so culturally they're introducing something new into the kind of amorphous white blob but it always seems culture. to it always seems to engender a question then from certain yeah. audiences going well why did we need this why yeah. wh- 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 why was wh- why did this have to be made yeah the money that was making that could have been made could have made 20 other films yeah. you know and how come a lot of the audience here aren't exactly like me? What's going yes. on here? That's scary. I don't like any of that. And uh, yeah, there there is a there's a victim complex that that happens. I think with people in positions of absolute power uh, when they find that that absolute power has to be shared in any sort of way. Yeah, and uh, and it's going to be horrible growing pains. Well, Although I, d- I think I think Twitter's driving us all mad. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the realization it's the, it's the realization mm-hmm. that that power is contingent on everyone accepting that it exists. Yeah. And if someone comes along and decides to take that power away from you, there's very little you can do about it other than you know, head for war. But the weird know? the weird thing is it's not I mean it's certainly in comics it's not like anyone's gone they've got a job so you're not getting that job. No. You know, it's like you weren't getting that job. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't getting it anyway. Yeah, it would have been another white guy, probably. But their perception is that. Oh yeah, you know, we lost out. No, well, so wh- they're making a Riri Williams comic. That means we can't have another Thor series. Yeah, you know? and there's always this sense sense <coughs> that, it, like, yeah, that it's a zero sum game. That for for them to get something, yeah, I have to lose. You know, yeah, uh, I don't know. They're a bunch of whiny man babies, all of them anyway. 
Um, but yeah, that's, that's you know, I, I think comics is probably in the best shape that it's ever been in in terms in, of yeah, in, in terms, terms of, of audience. You know what's available for different audiences, yeah. and it's a it's it's kind of tragic to see people getting upset about that. But it's on a continuum. I mean, you yeah. know, if these people had had a voice in the eighties and nineties, they would have been complaining just as much that there were gay characters being introduced into comics. And yeah. that there was all of a sudden there was more black characters well, in there, the comics. There, I mean, w- one of their other complaints is that certain characters are being changed for purely representation purposes. Oh, Jesus Christ! You know, yeah. and and God, God forbid, some fictional character should stop being the main focus of a fictional <coughs> story. Well, yeah. one of one of the characters I think that was brought up was um, Bobby Drake becoming gay. So Bobby Drake's Iceman. Well, yeah, but I mean, I loved that. <laughs> How much that wound them up. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I, I take it just. You're a, quite antagonistic. I, I take a, a sheer amount of delight in seeing people like that getting wound up because yeah. it's every day there's a new thing that they yeah. find out isn't theirs anymore. Yeah. And it isn't coming back. Bobby Drake isn't all of a sudden going to decide, do you know what? I'm not into cock so much these days. <laughs> the, well, the, you say that, but the, uh, the, the character, I saw somebody posted a thread about what they thought would happen with, with Iceman and it did amount to him going back into the closet. But but in terms of a story arc, yeah. in terms of um I think so I don't really read the X Men, so I don't know what the hell's happening, but younger X Men have been brought back forward in time to their present day. I read the first volume of that and it was kinda of fun, but I thought I, I don't know how much how much longer I can kind of maintain my interest in this narrative, you uh, know. It seemed like a nice sort of one shot. Well idea. I think with I think within that story arc Bobby Drake comes out as gay. He suddenly, I don't know if he realised it himself. That's right. Yeah. So the the younger Bobby Drake come, come, being brought to the fr- being brought mm. to the present from the past. Yeah. Tells the older Bobby Drake that he's gay. Yeah. And the older Bobby Drake's like, "Holy fuck! I didn't know I was gay. Turns out I'm gay." Starts going to gay bars. <laughs> starts trying things he hadn't thought of before. Is that a real thing? Is that really how you and just uh, winding me up? You're just winding me up. Just before, just before young Bobby Drake goes back, he's like, "Nah, psych, kidding." <laughs> Not realizing that he's turned himself gay. No, in the no, no. You're trying to wind me up. No, but but um, I, I, a guy I know on Twitter was saying that for him as a gay man, it was a really, really great story and and very felt very real and very believable for for Bobby Drake to to be in the closet at that age. And his theory was that at some point when they have to go back to the past in time, Bobby Drake's going to have to go. I'm going to have to go in the cupboard again. Closet cupboard. <laughs> My life in the cupboard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. This is, I can't. Like I, I struggle. I struggle every single day to navigate a conversation with someone where I don't insult them when they're just like me and you. But when I know that's a, a topic that's like a minefield for me because I'm such a linguistic idiot, it it becomes very difficult for me to say anything without kind of going. Ugh. I can't remember. Do you have a gay brother? No. No. Who's got a gay brother? I don't, I Probably mean, lots of the listeners. <laughs> I don't know. I just I feel like this is a co- this is this whole thing is just I I'm not the right person to talk about this. I, but that's that's one of the reasons why I thought that's one of the themes of this show. Have <laughs> <laughs> I really misunderstood the entire point of this show? It's one of the reasons the 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 it's one of the reasons why reaching out to new authors and new writers who are more representative of of an audience that has really sat untapped by Marvel and DC and, and so on is a good idea. Yeah, is to is to be course. able to tell stories that will reach them and and touch them in ways that I could you know yes I mean, people like me could never do. But the other obviously the point I mean the thing they always point out is that 
they're only doing this to kind of make money. Of course, they're only doing it to fucking make money. Well, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with Marvel and DC going. Do you know what? There's there's young gay gay bisexual teens out there who could be reading our books and getting a lot more lot more out of them than they currently do. There's young black Latino youth and you know. Oh, 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 the whole the whole variety of races out there they could be enjoying the books more yeah um why not go after that market yeah and again you know there what? will still always be plenty of b- books for white people yes but but they're but they're <laughs> worried that, that, that some, for some reason 50 or 60 years worth of history they can go back through if they want yeah but for some reason they think that you know they're going to open it up and see nothing but brown faces yeah in you know five years time Without realizing that in about fifty years' time, that's what America's going to look like yeah. anyway. I mean, I think America's sort of half. You know, it's it's nearly there. Yeah. I think the only way you're going to live life as an American without seeing anything other than another white person is if you live in some sort of enclave. Uh, you know, the, well, that's the, what they're all heading for. They're all heading well, for the yeah. hills and you yeah. know, start militias. Yes. Um, anyway, let's move on from this linguistic minefield because I feel on. Totally on unsafe ground here. Okay. Well, we're sort of getting winding up towards the end of the show. Have we? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, Didn't even get chat to Susie. Sat through the whole thing, like, waiting for an interview with her. Just said nothing. Well, do you want to do Pick of the Week? (laughs) Let's do Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. I'm going to have to get a theme tune for that, surely. This this theme tune's going to eventually just be me editing together all of your various Pick of the Week (laughs) theme tunes, (laughs) harmonizing them and putting a drum beat behind them. That'll do. That'll do. Um, do you want to go first, or will I go first? And then you can think of one. No, I, I thought of one. So, I mean, so my pick is um, is buying a second-hand twenty-seven-inch iMac, which is what I did. A second-hand twenty-seven-inch Mac. <laughs> wow, I, I, that's quite the expensive pick of the week. It's a, it's a, it's I recommend everyone have a third or fourth computer. Well, here's the thing: it is, it is technically my third computer. Okay. Um. Up until now, I've been doing all of my editing and video editing on a MacBook attached to a screen. Hmm. But that was suboptimal. Suboptimal. It, it was not getting the job done as fast mm-hmm. as I'd like. Um, an awful lot of what I do, you know, you sit waiting for things to render out. And hmm. So I, I just bit the bullet and, uh, you know, chewed into my savings a wee bit and bought a a Mac that one of my clients was selling. Mm-hmm. He was kind of getting rid of it for tax for tax purposes and... He's going to buy a new one, so um, I just offered to buy it off him, and it's been great. I wish I'd done it years ago. Okay, has it got has it got one of fancy uh, screens, monitors? Has it got because I can't, I I don't. It's, it's a two thousand fourteen one, so it's one of the slender ones. Yeah, but it's it's not got the, the Retina screen. Yeah, it's five K monitor. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. All right, okay. How uh, much was it? If you don't mind me asking, I got it off him for twelve hundred. Okay, which was pretty Oof. good. Yeah, it's pretty good, but still it's stingy. still steep. Um, but Mac stuff is just impossibly expensive. Now. That machine knew was close to three grand. Yeah. So, and what he was using it for was like high end sort of animation for commercials and things like that. Yeah. So, it for me, it's more than adequate. It does the job nicely. So, your uh, pick of the week is to buy a second hand computer. My pick of the week is essentially buy a computer that does the job you need rather than making do with what you Good, have. Good. I was I was hoping you could more generalize it into something more useful to yeah, more than just you. I've been. <laughs> I've been beating up my MacBook of mine with basically with everything I could throw at it. Like Keely Hawes in the, in the doorway. <laughs> Just beating it like it owes me money. <laughs> and uh, yeah, finally, I just kind of, uh, I've been sort of, for, for a while I was kind of thinking, you know, I'm going to save up and I'm going to buy a brand new iMac. Mm. And that would have been a three grand purchase. Yeah. And then I just kind of caught myself one day. It was only whenever he offered it to me. 
I was like, do you know what? That machine, if I'd got that in 2014, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd still have that machine now. Yeah, yeah. That's so the one thing that is good about Like, my Mac is from, I have a MacBook Pro from 2012, I think, and it's yeah. still a pretty nice speed. Now, I, I upgraded the internal hard drive to... Um, I think you find I upgraded it for you. Yes, right, you did, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's 960 gig... Uh, SSD. SSD, so it's still pretty good, still f- solid. Yep. Um, I wish there was no fan in it, you know, but uh, these things are noisy. Yeah, I mean, if there's a one complaint I have about this machine, is that the fan does seem to kick in whenever it's re- rendering stuff out. But at that's that point, always the way with rendering I mean, stuff. As a as a contract, as an example of how much faster it was, you know, I recorded a, a show the other night, and I I usually come home with three or four SD cards of video footage, and what I used to do was load them in, copy all the footage on, and then basically go to bed and wait for it to render all that into a editable format. Mm. And this time it had everything done within sort of 45 minutes an hour. Mm, okay. It's been a huge difference how fast I can get things done. Yeah. And uh, it also is just a much, much nicer screen to look at. And you could get those in Tesco's or Asda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could I mean, that particular one. <laughs> I, I'd say troll around eBay for mm. one. Uh, if you can get one and it's for your sort of, it's suitable for what you're trying to do, I'd say go for it. All right. Well, my pick of the week is on like in every way possible, the opposite end of that. <laughs> it is, um, I went to, Annette laughs at me every time we go to Tesco's and they have those little signs up saying, come and buy one of these, come and buy like a lamp for your dog or <laughs> come <laughs> come in here. Dog get, lamp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come in here and get like a Bluetooth testicle or whatever it is that they they always have things. You know, they always have things. What did Bluetooth testicle do? <laughs> well, you'd never lose it. That's the. F- that's the, the really you'd always know where it was. <laughs> that's, the, that's the most important. Mommy, thing. where's my <laughs> testicle? <laughs> Check your phone. Uh, and the other useful thing is that it doubles as a torch. Everything that you ever buy in these places doubles as a torch. Maybe that's what Keely was looking for. <laughs> She had a torch you wouldn't need to look for so hard. <laughs> um, anyway, I went. we were going up to um, Port Rush uh, to the air show, and I nipped in to get petrol, and they had a big sign with, lo- for some reason, loads of things this time. And uh, my son has been playing Pokemon Go with my phone quite a lot, quite okay. su- a substantial amount. Lately, it was big for a while, disappeared. He's back into it again. I don't know why, what happened. but uh, And I thought, well, we're going up to Port Rush. It's a nice day. And they had uh, this little solar battery pack, which was a tenner. And it's n- it's actually quite nice. I I, uh, I bought it and plugged it in. And we took it out of the car. And it goes, there's your thing. And I went, right, brilliant. And I, and I realized I didn't have any instructions. And I didn't know how to use it. And I was looking at this thing going, what the f- how d- what is that? What are these... F- it's got these weird little yellow uh, button things on the back side of it. What are they? They turn out to be really bright LEDs that'll burn your eyeballs off if you're if you're looking at it directly when you press the button by accident. Thinking, <laughs> what are these? <laughs> right. So don't do that. Uh, and uh, and then I plugged it in and it did not work <laughs> and it, it kept not working the entire time we were up there. And I thought, what the fuck? And we got back and I said, let's have a look at the instructions. The instructions no clear. Said nothing useful. 
press a button to turn it on. Then I Googled it because I thought, what is this? Turns out it's these are sort of manufactured somewhere in Vietnam or China and they're sold to a hundred of different companies that are all rebranding them. They're yeah. So they're, they're nondescript kind of little solar chargers, um, which is why I can't tell you what the name of it is, only that I bought it in a Tesco garage. Well, we'll, we'll try and include a picture of it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and um, I got it home and I thought, I tried and I kept trying to charge my phone with it, and every time I plugged it in, it would act as if it knew a phone was plugged in, but did bugger all. And uh, I gi- I kind of half gave up, and I thought, well, I'll tell you what, let's plug it in to charge it to see if it's maybe a low charge. Although if you press the button on it, it kind of indicates as wee LED indicators to indicate how much yeah. charge. And it seemed to ha- it seemed to be about seventy five percent. So I plugged it in, and I plugged it in for about five minutes, and then I plugged it back into my phone to see what would happen, and it started charging. So I think maybe something about it needed to be activated. I don't know, weird. But I'm telling you that if you buy one and you think this fucker is not working, so I can't imagine how many people bought these and ended up bringing them back because they just went, "That doesn't work. Have it back, please." Okay. But but it's pretty nice. I don't. I think the charge will last a wee while. It's good and rugged, so it's handy to give to my 13 year old when he's walking along with my phone. Yeah, you just uh, to get an idea of size. I mean, when. When PJ held it up originally, I thought he was holding up his phone with a weird handle on top of it. Yeah, it's it's slightly wider than my iPhone. It's slightly deeper than my iPhone, and it's about the same sort of height as my iPhone. And it's got a kind of a very nice textured feel to it um, that you know uh, Kelly Hawes would really enjoy. And <laughs> and uh, yeah, I recommend that. It's only a tenner, and and it's handy. So okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's our show. So yeah, whichever pick takes your fancy. Really. Yeah, if you've got twelve hundred to spend, if you don't, maybe a tenner. You probably get you know an iMac and a Tesco garage as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or down Keely Hawes knickers. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? If there's an iMac down there, that would explain why she was desperately trying to get it out. <laughs> that's our show. Next week, hopefully Scott will be here. In the meantime, bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. There's a dark and a troubled satellite There's a 